catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Recorded live. And welcome back to Talk Shoe. This is episode 90 of the Michigan Sports Truth postgame edition. Tigers win 2-1. to one. They have now won eight straight. They won their last game 11-5 to five last night. Had Monday off, decided to stand pat. They swept the Houston Astros with an 11-0 win on Sunday afternoon. Let's let's check out the scoring summary here. Nick Castellanos opened the scoring in the bottom of the fourth with an RBI bloop double down the right field line, scoring Miguel Cabrera from second base. And then Justin Morneau tied the game at one with a solo home run with two out off of Michael Fulmer was dealing with Chris Sale. Michael Fulmer would not finish the seventh inning after giving up the, a base hit thereafter and then hitting Aviseo Garcia with two consecutive pitches, one of them being called a foul ball, having to be challenged, but, but uh, it would somehow be upheld. Not sure how, but uh, on the next pitch, Garcia was hit, and he took first base without the shadow of a doubt, and Michael Fulmer got the hook. Shane Green finished the seventh and pitched the entire eighth inning. And, And then in the bottom of the eighth, J.D. Martinez hit a hit a, a game-winning solo home run while he was pinch hitting. And then Francisco Rodriguez got himself into a bit of bit of trouble with the help of uh, Andrew Romine's stupid error. He bobbled the ball, threw the first, not in time. That was, uh, let's see here. Nucky Cabrera reaching first base. It would actually be scored as a single. And it would and it would not be changed. 
I'm not I'm not sure about that. That should have been an error on Andrew Romine. Had he not followed the damn ball, he could have uh He could have had a he could have had a better chance of getting Melky Cabrera and then and then Rodriguez walked Jose Abreu. But runners on first and second and nobody out for Justin Morneau, who flew out to left center field. Cameron Maben, the center fielder, made the catch. Center fielder made the catch. Melky Cabrera would take third. And then K-Rod would strike out Todd Frazier swinging, and then and they, then he would walk Avisel Garcia to load the bases on a 3-1 pitch. And Carlos Sanchez uh, pinch ran for Jose Abreu at second, and then and then Deonor Navarro came to bat. And the first pitch to him was was a ball, and then but then all of a sudden Francisco Rodriguez got Deanna Navarro to ground out to Ian Kinsler to end the game. Tigers just barely held on to win two to one. They take the first two from the White Sox. They win eight straight. Francisco Rodriguez just barely gets his 30th save on the year. Shane Green gets the win, improves to 2-2. Two and two. Michael Fulmer gets the no decision after giving up that Morna home run. He finishes six and two-thirds innings, gives, gives up the one earned run, Five hits, one walk, four strikeouts. His ERA is still is, is now down to 2.42. Chris Sale takes another loss, drops to 14 and five. He he finished eight eight innings, two two earned runs, six hits, one walk. Ten strikeouts. That's that's uh, that's uh, pretty good work by Chris Sale in a losing effort. Francisco Rodriguez pitched thirty pitches. Tigers then uh, Jordan Zimmerman back to the mound. Zimmerman. is making his uh, return from rehab. He is 9-4 and four with a 395 ERA. He will duel against Jose Quintana with an 8-8 eight and eight record and a 289 ERA. Tomorrow's game, tomorrow's game starts at 1-10. The matinee series finale is as the Tigers go for the sweep and, and nine in a row simultaneously. The Indians lost to the Twins 13-5 to at Progressive Field 
So the Tigers are now just two games back of the Indians, the Cleveland Indians, for the American for the lead in the American League Central Division standings. Can you believe it, Lewis? Senor. Actually, I could. Yep. <laughs> you know, you never you never know with baseball. You know, it seems like just when you think your team is out of it, then all of a sudden they make a run. Wow. And they're like, you know, at the top or nearing the top. Baseball is a very weird game. Yeah. Either sure well, you can go either way. It can go either can either go great or it can absolutely suck. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on where you are and where the season, like if you're say like, um, all right, well, let me use an example. Yeah, let me use an example. I think I mentioned this before, but think back to 1978. I know you weren't around yet, but I was. Yankees were down 15 games over Boston, and there was no wild card yet. No, that didn't come until later, and nobody gave the Yankees a chance. Well, after July and August, the Yankees came right back. They overtook them, and we made the playoffs, and Boston does. So you really can't count out, you know, say in April or May. I mean, the season really, you know, counts now, you know, so you know it, it kind of like balances out. You can be you can be horrible in the beginning and make a strong run mid season into late season and make a go of it. And that's exactly what the Tigers have done. And they ain't no low. Wow. Yep. The Red Sox and Mariners are are uh, live right now. The Mariners lead one nothing. The Mariners lead. One nothing right now in the top of the fourth in Seattle at Safeco Field. The Tigers are now tied with the Red Sox for now. The second wild card spot. If the Red Sox lose again, the Tigers overtake the Red Sox for the second wild card spot. They'll be a game and a half behind the Blue Jays for the first wild card spot. They beat the Astros three to one earlier tonight at Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. The Astros are now three games back as of right now for the from the second wild card spot in the American League wild card standings. Tigers fifty nine and forty eight, Red Sox fifty eight and forty seven, Indians sixty to sixty and sixty and forty sixty and forty five, Blue Jays sixty one and forty seven. That's uh, uh, the Mariners. Look out for them too. Five games, five games back of the second wild card spot in the AL. Fifty-three and fifty-two. Leslie's is, Leslie's going to join us in at least ten minutes. While we wait, Louis Tenor, you got the rest of the MLB scores. Divisional standings and wild card standings. I do. Take them uh, away. I, I'll start at the top. In the top of the 12th inning, the Giants and Phillies are tied as four, two out and one on, and Hagan is at bat. In the top of the eighth, the Rockies are having no trouble with the Dodgers right now. It's now 12 to two with one out, nobody on. Oh boy. Athletics lead the Angels 2-1 to one as we go into the bottom of the third. In the bottom of the third, Mariners leading the Dead Sox 1-0. Uh, I mean the Red Sox. A little sarcasm there. 
Um, yes, pit stocks would be appropriate too. Yes, I know. It's, it's a joke that we use on the local show. Uh, yep. Cubs beat the Marlins five to four earlier this afternoon on a wild pitch day in the game. How about that? Mm, yeah. Padres, Padres uh, just uh, destroyed the Brewers twelve to three. The Nationals have an easy time with the Diamondbacks eight to three. Yankees beat the Mets nine to five earlier this evening. As the battle of New York continues, game four tomorrow. Orioles get past the Rangers three to two. The Twins, uh, so we say, scalp the Indians thirteen to five. Ooh, your Tigers over the White Sox two to one. Hey, guys, how about this? The Braves actually won the game. That's right. I kid you not. The Braves doubled up on the Pirates eight to four, even though their season is dead in the water. Cardinals just get past the Reds five to four. Rays to have no trouble with the Royals as they shut him out by a score of 12 to nothing. How embarrassing. And the Blue Jays have beaten the Astros now 3-1. to one. Over we go now to the standings. If I can get my page ready. Ah, here we go. All right. American League East. The Orioles are 61-45. and 45. Blue Jays are 61-47. and 47. The Red Sox, 58-47. Yankees, not out of it yet. They're still hanging in there at 54-53, despite you, despite all you naysayers out there. And the Rays are 43-63. and 63. Their season is just about done. To the Central, Indians, 60-45. Tigers are 59-48. Royals, 51-56. White Sox, Fading fast at 51 and 56, and the Twins happilessly at 43 and 64. The West Rangers 60, uh, yeah, 62 and 46. The Astros are 56 and 51, shaky but still reasonable. Seattle is 53 and 52. The Angels 48 and 58, and the Athletics 47 and 59. To the National League East, Washington rolls along at 64 and 44. The Marlins are 57 and 51. Mets, although still reasonable, are 56 and 52, but they're fading a bit. Phillies 49 and 59, and the Braves are a lost cause at 38 and 69. What a surprise! To the Central, the Cubs keep rolling along at 66 and 41. The Cardinals 57 and 50. The Pirates are 53 and 52. Don't count them out yet, but if Brewers 40 and 58, probably not. You know, probably not in contention. And the Reds are 43 and 63. Forget it. To the West, the Giants are 61 and 45. Dodgers right behind them at 59 and 47, but. Uh, they get some more bad news about Clayton Kershaw. Is he is now on the 60-day DL with that nagging bag of his and probably won't be back until the end of the month. Just me, I thought the Dodgers had hope. All right, Rockies are 53-53. and 53. Padres are 47-61. and 61. And the Diamondbacks are 43-65. and 
In just a second here, I'll have the wild card standings. And all right, here we go. The way the things are as follows. The Blue Jays are one and a half games up on the Red Sox and the, and the Tigers. The Astros are three back. The Mariners are five back, as well as oh, Astros and there's a five back. So the Yankees are five back. Royals are eight back. The White Sox are eight back. The athletic. Hold on, let me start this again. I think I'm reading the arrow wrong. Blue Jays are a game and a half up. The Red Sox and Tigers are next in line. Astros are three back. Bears are five back. Yankees are five back. Royals are eight back. White Sox are also eight back. Oakland is 11 and a half back. The Rays are 15 and a half back, and the Twins are 16 games out. Okay. Nationally, the Dodgers are up two and a half games over the Cardinals. Next is Miami at a half game back. Mets are just two out. Pirates are only three out. Rockies are three and a half out. The Phillies, eight and a half, as well as the Brewers. Padres are ten and a half out, and the Reds are 13 and a half out, and Atlanta looks to be already out of contention, so they're not even listed. So, forget it. All right, now some news headlines of the day, and there's quite a, quite a few of them. Um, as some of you may or may not know, the Olympics started today, even though the uh, opening ceremony is until Friday. We'll just find this out. Russell Westbrook in serious contract negotiations with the Thunder will be a three-year max deal and could be reached. I've just read it off ESPN right now. Uh, anyway, um, and Olympic softball and baseball could make its return in the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. Um, also, Michael Phelps will carry the American flag at the opening ceremony, and he's not ruling out a chance to compete at 2020 games in Tokyo. Oh, this guy is no new work quick. Uh, Ex-Knicks coach and former Laker Derek Fisher says he wants to make an NBA comeback or play in China at least next season. 49ers linebacker Navarro Brown signed a four-year, 11-year, 11 million contract extension. Bears signed defensive back Joel Ross, but Brandon Boykin is on injured reserve. Um, all right. Uh, women's soccer dominated day one today. Uh, U.S. Uh, beat, New Zealand, beat New Zealand two to nothing. Um, okay, more, uh, Dallas Cowboys consider Nick Foles as their backup quarterback uh, this season. They're they're reaching they're reaching out to him. An umpire um, last night at the Phillies Rockies game. He ejected a, ejected a, sort of like a moron, a family trying to be a moron, was tossed out of the game by the umpire, probably must have been drunk or something. Uh, it wasn't given any um, official reason why it was thrown out, but I'm sure he did something wrong. Uh, Haley Ramirez injured his left wrist 
as he falls down the stairs before the uh, start of last night's game. And A-Rod is expected to have less playing time. Well, at 41 years old, what do you expect? I mean, really. Uh, Yankees and Indians make a trade as Andrew Miller uh, goes to the Yankees. Not only that, but they acquire Tyler Clipper from the D-backs. Jose Reyes is on a 15-day DL with a left oblique. And Adrian Peterson has a straight, has a swipe palm with a strained hamstring. Uh, Carlos Loser, I mean Boozer, makes a comeback with the, uh, he's going to make a comeback with the Chinese League. Uh, but may return to the NBA when that season is over for a contending NBA team, if he so chooses. And here's something, here's something uh, weird. Two presidential debates are going to go up against Sunday Night Football on September 25th and a date uh, later in October, which is uh, causing uproar. But keep in mind, folks, that this is not the first time that a presidential debate has interfered with a sporting event. Those of you who may or may not recall that in 1996, there was a presidential debate and there was baseball playoffs going on in October. No, it was not the it was not the Yankees Baltimore game. That game just ended before the debate started. So this is not this is not the first time this has happened. Um, linebacker of the Dallas Cowboys, Ronaldo McLean faces fines for not taking a team charter flight to California. He's also facing ten games suspension for violating NFL drug policy. Uh Don Schneider, who signed a five-year contract as Seahawks GM, does not have an opt-out clause, so he is actually going to stay with the Seahawks for the duration of the run. Uh, Denard Robinson the, the, of the Jags, uh, we now have an answer for why it happened with his car going into the pond uh, last month. Uh, he fell asleep at a stoplight and then he just plunged in, but according to a screening, the test showed there were no signs of drugs or alcohol in his system, and probably will not, but should not be charged with impaired driving. Well, I don't know. That, that sounds that sounds a little fishy. Um, Jonas Cespedes went down with a quad injury, and largest with a partially torn ligament in his left. And um, D. Gordon apologizes to young fans that being suspended for 80 games for a drug violation. Mike Sosha protested the game last week against the Angels, claiming that Raul Mundesi went inside the baseline during a bunt that caused a throwing error allowing two runs to score. So, obviously, Sosha didn't take that very lightly. Uh, the umpire had no comment on the due to the impending protest. I don't know. I think he should just let it go. MLB uh, qualifying offer jumps to $16.7 million. Uh, ESPN analyst Tom Jackson uh, will leave the network after this week's NFL preseason game, the 
Hall of Fame game, which I'm which I'm glad that is going to be this week, and I'm thrilled that football is back. Uh, all right, that'll that'll take care of my notes for this evening. It's all yours. All right, Leslie came in early and decided to uh, 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 and and. Uh, Got, got to listen to uh, Lewis's headlines, so uh, sorry. What? No, 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 no false, no false. Leslie came in early, but uh, Leslie, uh, coming to the chase here. Tigers have now won eight straight uh, tonight. They barely held on after uh, shelling the Astros twice and shelling the White Sox last night. Uh, did you watch either of those those uh, last oh, three yeah. games? I watched tonight's game. Yes, I watched tonight. I did got JD's moment, and I just saw Green Patrol and just see Fulmer. Yeah, good. I did. I didn't get to see Tuesday. It was Tuesday night's game and Sunday's game, though. Uh, yeah, those were both routes. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tigers you know, had had the win. Had those wins uh, all the way. But yeah, tonight's game continue. Yeah, I tell you what. Tonight's why you love sports. I mean, sports is the ultimate reality TV show because you just don't know what's going to happen. You you know you you act like you know it's going to happen until it doesn't. And tonight, I don't think anybody could have predicted what JD would do. I mean, for him to get a standing ovation for one minute, that hit a home run in his first at bat since being on the in the disabled list, and get that home run, it's it's impressive. This is why we watch sports, and this is why we love sports. Moments like this, and this is clearly the best Tigers moment of the season, right up there with the comeback against the Rays. Um, this was beautiful, beautiful for JD. I bet you he's not going to sleep tonight because that was such a big moment for him. Oh yeah, on the, on the first pitch, JD Martinez hammered it to the center field bushes. And, and that and that gave the Tigers uh, just barely the two to one win. Uh, Francisco Rodriguez, uh, man, man, that man was he shaky, but he uh, but he still got the save with the bases loaded and two out. I mean, he allowed the first two batters on with a with a little help with uh, Andrew Romine's uh, lack of defense. He bobbled the he bobbled that ground ball. Off of uh, uh, that was uh, Melky Cabrera. Melky Cabrera hit that ground ball, reached on actually a, what what was scored as a single instead of an error. That should that should have been an error on Andrew Romine, except uh, it, it the ball hopped up on him, but. Um, but uh, Roma, that that was no reason for Romine to bobble it. He, he still would have had a play. Yeah, but you know what? A win is a win, and that's the important thing. You just take these wins and move on to the next game. That's all that you can do. And you know, uh, this was a very great win for the Tigers. A like win, you know, the Tigers needed to get. And to win on that moment, I'm still buzzing. And what JD did in his first pitch and his first at bat, you know, it's something you'll always remember. And at one nine thirty on a 
around 9.20 on uh, August uh, 3rd, you're going to ask yourself what you did that night at that time, August 3rd, 2016. You're going to say you saw J.D. Martinez hit that first pitch uh, from his first at bat on the Zabalus after coming from the DL. And that, uh, you have to watch the highlights. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying for other people who didn't see it. I mean, uh, other baseball fans, they should see this highlight tonight on Quick Pitch or Sports Center or whatever because that was that was something else, man. Something else, and you know, this is the type of win, you know, that can create more momentum. And it just seems like the Tigers are living right right now when you see moments like that. And then Iglesias' uh, play, uh, you know, to set the stage for JD. And uh, Michael Fulmer, uh, he he pitched a dandy, uh, uh, even though he gave up that game game tying home run. To Justin Morneau that that um, that uh, eluded him of, of a win, but um, it, it's a it's a team effort. But um, the offense struck out ten times. Uh, Chris Sale was on the mound. It was a pitcher's duel. Uh, I I thought I thought the Tigers' uh, offense uh, had a had a glorious chance in the fourth inning. With runners on on second and third and one out, and nobody out, often struck out, and then Avilas popped out to to the first baseman, and and Victor Martinez came home, tagging up on on an infield pop up, and, and uh, he was easily he was easily nailed at the plate, even though it even though it looked close, we knew he was going to be out. I don't know. What, I don't know if it was Victor Martinez making the decision or Dave Clark making that decision, but um, that should not have happened. Yeah, well, I, I, you know what? Uh, I, I tell you what, the way Chris Sale pitched, you know what? The guy's a good pitcher. There was a reason why the White Sox did not want to trade him, and uh, I never thought he was going to be traded. And, you know, with Victor Martinez, I, had to think, I think it was him. I mean, I can't think Dave Clark is going to send him an aging Victor Martinez home. I mean, Victor's going to go by his own instincts. He's a veteran that will go by what his instincts tell him. So, you know, I can't think Dave Clark is this dumb. So I'm not, i got to give Dave the benefit of that. I'll give this one on Victor. I think he wanted to school home. And this isn't the first time he did this, by the way. Uh, there was a play where he got caught home several uh, months ago, I think. So, you know, this is nothing new. Yeah, I mean uh, that. I mean, an infield pop-up. That's uh, uh, going, tagging up and trying to trying to go home on an infield pop-up. I mean, you can't fault the coach there. That's Victor Martinez. That's Victor Martinez on third. For God's sake, he can't run that well. And and it's an infield pop-up. You you got to stay at third. Yeah, this is on Victor Martinez, not on Dave Clark. I mean, Dave Clark can only do so much. If the player wants to go on his own instincts, especially a veteran, that's what's going to happen. Now, you know, I can't believe Clark would ever do this based on the infield pop. There's no way. You're never going to see a third-base coach send a runner home on an infield pop-up. This was on Victor trying to do something, and I think he did too much. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. Uh, that's just a 
that was just a boneheaded decision right yeah. there for for uh, no matter how you slice it you, you you just can't do that you get you you got to you got to use your brain better of course i think, you know sometimes players try too ex- too much harder i think they try extra hard and sometimes when you do that you uh, you outsmart yourself and that was the case with victor yeah I guess as far as J.D. Martinez is concerned, he was activated. Prior to tonight's game, he was activated after right after last night's game, and they also put Mike Pelfrey on the 15-day disabled list, um, by the way. But uh, J.D. Martinez, I thought, should have started the game in the – should have been in the starting lineup prior to, uh, prior to tonight, tonight's game due to Chris Sale starting for the White Sox. Chris Sale is an ace for for the Chicago Southsiders. Yeah. I, I mean, what, Mike, 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 Mike Aviles was playing was starting in right field, and he went 0 for 3. I, I agree with you. I agree, Taylor. What, I think what Brad wanted to do, he wanted to ease J.D. in. He didn't want to just start him out, out of the gate, and he wanted to ease him in during the middle of the game. That's what it came down to. But I agree with you. I'd rather see J.D. out there. This is not a prize rookie. This is not a uh, young player running around. This is a veteran player now. So, yeah, there was no point having him easing into the game. You just let him play. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely agree. Right, yeah, I didn't right get now, that the... one. I didn't get that, but at least he played and he, he won the game, so. Mm-hmm. Right now in the top of the sixth, the Mariners still lead one nothing. Uh, Nelson Cruz in the bottom of the second hit a solo jack against former Tigers starting pitcher Rick Porcello, and, and that's been it. Yeah, you and, know Tigers uh, could be Tigers could take the wild card lead tonight, huh? With the second wild card spot, yes. Yeah, how about right, that? Right Crazy, now they're yeah? right now they are tied with the Red Sox. That spot. Yeah. That's crazy, you know. You know when the and you know what the Tigers or and uh, the Cleveland lost, right? Yeah, thirteen oh, yeah. to five, badly, and so did so, Houston. Oh, you know, the Tigers could be two two games out. To, two but games, I think they are two they are two out. games out. Yeah, crazy, huh? Yeah, that's baseball. Yeah, yeah. you know what? What, I, what Lewis said about that baseball. You know what? He's right. You know, it's about parity. You know, when you're, yeah. you, you can get one good week mm-hmm. or two good weeks or whatever, or you go on a run, you're going to make up games. The baseball's now, you know, with the second wild card and with so much parity around the league, you're just two good weeks away from getting right back in the race. And that's what the Tigers did. And that's where you give them credit. They, they, they took care, they swept Boston, they swept Houston. Actually, I beg my, I beg my pardon. They lost two or three to Boston. It's, did they sweep Boston? I think they did, right? Yep. Um, also, Boston, the, yeah. also, the Astros lost to the Blue Jays 3-1. to one. Uh, So, uh, the Astros are three back of the second wild card spot. The Mariners are five back. They could be four, they could be four and a half back if, if they win today, if they win tonight. So, uh, look out for them, too. Yeah. You know, sweeping Boston, sweeping Houston. Now you can sweep Chicago tomorrow. You know that's what ha- that's what gets you back in the race. And 
you know, give the Tigers credit. Uh, they manned up. They stepped up. And that's why they're two games out uh, in the AL Central, and that's why they get the second wild card lead. So, but right now the Tigers are in a position where they can win the division. And I never thought I would say that, Taylor. I, I know. It's uh, shocking. Uh, consider, even more shocking considering they uh, stood pat by the trade deadline. Yeah, you know what? The Tigers were not going to trade their prospects. I mean, no. I, they're just, they're just, and I don't think it's the right thing to do anyway. Because you got to start you know, building a younger team. Unless unless you get a guy like Chris Sale, you know, I'm not sure if these guys were worth trading. So, uh, you know, uh, the Tigers were stuck in a hard in a rock place. And, uh, and you're not going to sell the team now because... You know, you have a chance to win the division, go to the playoffs. But yeah, they could have gotten a starter, but it's not easy getting a starter, as you guys know. It's it's a tough market now, and that's the problem the Tigers are running into. You know, you're trotting Pelfrey and Annabelle out there, you're asking for trouble. And you know, thankfully the Tigers won last night when he was starting, and thankfully Tigers won Tuesday on the night that Pelfrey was starting, and even on Sunday of last week. So. You know, uh, the Tigers are just uh, settling by right now. They got to get Zimmerman back, which he starts tomorrow, and they got to hope that Daniel Norris comes back. You know, and those two are the key. I told Ryan Schuling this uh, the other day. To me, Zimmerman and Norris, those two are going to be the key if the Tigers are making the playoffs. They got to be healthy and they got to be productive. Yeah, but but uh, does that? Does have any does any of that have anything to do with Brad Osmus's bad decision making? I mean, I mean Brad Osmus, I still I still think should be fired because it's still it's still going to cost the Tigers uh, possibly uh, a deeper run of the playoffs, but but more importantly a World Series championship. Yeah, well. Uh, you know what, with Osmus, uh, I I, just, I think he's going to stay next year. I just don't have a good feeling he's going to be fired. I think the fact that they have they haven't quit on him and they're in a position where they can win the division, I think that that will endure him to management and ownership. And uh, you know, uh, I I don't see Osmus being fired. I do, do do agree he should be fired, but if the Tigers have a winning season, I can't see him being gone. Well, they got them. Well, well, they actually should make make the playoffs to to keep their manager. But yeah, but um, they they shouldn't just have a winning record to keep their manager. But I absolutely um, agree. They they they've had a winning season for the past I don't know uh, for a few of the last eight seasons or something like that. But um, last year. Was uh, a, last year was considered considered a fair warning for Brad Osmus if he does that if uh, if he somehow fails again then he's toast. Yeah, well, right now he's living a lucky life. You know, an eight game winning streak, a chance to win nine in a row tomorrow. You know, and you look at this homestand, uh, Taylor. There's a good chance the Tigers to be undefeated in this homestand. Because look at look at look at this. The White Sox stink. 
and the Mets cannot hit. Uh, the Mets are struggling. So, yeah, the Tigers can go. I don't think they'll go undefeated. I, I see them losing to Jacob DeGrom on Sunday afternoon, but they can win the series. I don't see a sweep, but you know what? They could lose only one game in this uh, homestand. And that's, that's, that's what you need to do when you want to make a run to the playoffs. You've got to have dominating homestands. I talked last week. They got to go at least seven and two, but now I think they need to go eight and one. That should be the goal, eight and one. And it's feasible right now because uh, I and the White Sox are just—they're just waiting to play out the season. They're just—they're just waiting to end their season. And the Mets—they're just scuffling right now. They're finding ways to lose. So, yeah, uh, uh, this is a chance for the Tigers to really make hay in this homestand. Yeah, but uh, Jordan Zimmerman uh, starting t- tomorrow tomorrow afternoon at one ten uh, against Jose Quintana. Hopefully, Jordan Zimmerman uh, picks up his A game. I just hope he's healthy and productive because yeah, healthy and productive so, first. Yeah, that that comes yeah. first. Yeah, because why? Like, because uh, I didn't think he was healthy when he came back. So you have to hope he's productive. That means then he's healthy. If he's not productive, then you want to be still hurt. Because he was so good prior to being on the disabled list. He was effective. He drew strikes. He was throwing long innings. He was dominating. At at one point, he was the ace of the Tigers this year. Until Mm -hmm. Justin Rolander reclaimed that crown. We have an update. Mike Mike Zunino just homered for the Mariners, and and now they lead. 2-0 2-0 here in the bottom of the sixth. It was a leadoff solo shot on uh, on an 0-1 pitch. An 88-mile-an-hour two-seam fastball. That was off Rick Porcello as well. Nori Aoki, the left fielder, is hitting with an 0-2 count. One out, base is empty. So the Mariners lead 2-0 in the bottom of the sixth. Aoki just got hit by the pitch. The <laughs> Mariners are looking to add more to their 2-0 lead here with a man on and a man out. Man on first and a man out. And a man out. Here's uh, Seth Smith. Batting, he takes one just on the outside corner for strike one. Smith batting on the le- from the left side. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, the Mets, the Tigers, the Tigers have. That's another team the Tigers have to sweep. But um, hopefully, hopefully the Tigers sweep the White Sox too. But but you know, you never know. Uh, yeah, well, Quintana is a good pitcher, but I, as bad as the White Sox are right now, I mean, the White Sox are just a mess right now. I mean, they're just waiting for the season to be over. They're playing like it's. For sure. So yeah, they got a shot. I mean, the Tigers should sweep the White Sox. I don't know if they're sweeping the Mets because the Grom is a—he's been so good for the Mets the last two months. I don't know. Denegard? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I'm talking about Jacob Degrom. Oh yeah, Degrom. Jacob he, Degrom. Yeah. Yeah, he's starting Sunday for the Mets. I, that's going to be a tough game, and I believe Pelfrey's starting, right? Pelfrey's on the DL. 
like oh, I gonna, mentioned before. Oh, then it's gonna be Annabelle. He's pitching Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is why I'm gonna consider the loss. Well, well, hold on. Annabelle Sanchez pitched pitched uh, last night on Tuesday, and he and he only allowed one run in six innings. Oh, nice, excellent. Hopefully, you can build on this. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. And yeah, Puffy had that bad back. Yes, I'm, my apologies. Mhm. You know, it's kind of it's kind of weird though. Like, because checking uh, back in the uh, like in uh, late April, only made the Cubs and the White Sox were the top two in the power rankings, and since then, while Chicago Cubs have been still rolling along, the White Sox have just started just like drowning. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. are, they are just well, all the poor. But you know what? I had to wonder if the White Sox were ever, ever that good. I knew they were going to fade eventually. I just never thought they were that good. I think they played over their heads in April and May. I mean, I just uh, submitted to play the Royals, and they uh, they went belly up against them. That's when I knew they were going to fall apart, and that's what exactly happened. You know, I think, I I think when they had it. I think when they had that seven, uh, that uh, majorly like six, seven relief in the ninth inning, and they blew it on that yes. day, that was that was the downfall right there. Ever yeah, since they had that that, yeah. that big lead, that big lead and lost in the ninth inning, I'm like, what? And that I know. Was the Royals, and that was against the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Ever since then, they have been they have fallen off course. Yeah. Oh yeah. They are falling apart. I just don't know where they're going. I mean, I understand them not trading Chris Sale, but I I just don't know what direction the White Sox are going. I I I don't know. And there was a reason why Chris Sale snapped uh, a few weeks ago. I think he was unhappy where the the team is heading, and I don't know where the White Sox go from here. I mean, they need a new management, new ownership, and definitely a new manager. Because this is a team that's just been under horrible malaise. Considering all that, the Tigers need to take advantage tomorrow at 110. No, uh, no question. No question. you got, you got to sweep them. you you got a dead team walking. you got to sweep them. Yeah. And, and you need sweeps. Listen, when you're making a run and you have a chance, to, uh, at this time of the year, you need sweeps. I mean, and Tigers got two sweeps now, and now they should try to get their third sweep. See, here's their goal: they need to win tomorrow, and then they need to sweep the New New York Mets. But yeah, to uh, keep keep themselves in the wild card spots. Yeah, and, and you know, next week going to be yeah, and maybe yeah, go ahead, and and maybe even take the lead in the American League Central Division standings. Yeah. Uh, next week won't be easy, though. They're going to be at Seattle. And Seattle's done okay lately. I mean, they didn't blow that lead against the Cubs on Sunday night. Or they didn't blow that – their closers didn't blow the lead Sunday and Monday. The Mariners would be as hot as the Tigers. So, you know, next week is not going to be easy. But you take it one game at a time, as they say. And right now the goal is to sweep the White Sox tomorrow. And it's a feasible goal. Yeah, the Indians in, in Seattle, huh? No, no, no. Tigers are at Seattle. Right. Next week. Oh, yeah. Next week. Yep. Safeco Field. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah, they got, yeah, they got, they got to, they got to beat those guys two out of three. That's their goal. Yeah, but this is not going to be easy out there. I mean, West Coast trips are always no. hard for the Tigers. So, so the Mariners are the so. Mariners are usually good at home. Yeah, decent at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're <laughs> hanging in there too in the race. So, in their division race. So we'll see how the, there's a big series of both teams next week. That that's when the in-game chat comes in. Lewis and I will uh, keep the keep our audience posted. And um and um I I think oh, let's let's check the schedule here. They uh all all three games are at ten ten, so the so the in game chat will uh cover it cover it all. Cover all three games. Starting Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. So I believe that um that either uh either Ed Smith and I broadcast on Spreaker Sunday night at eleven. Otherwise we'll have to wait till next week. Mhm. Yeah. To do to do so. Or or go go on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, Thursday's fine. Next Thursday's fine. Yeah, if if necessary. Yeah, I'm going to be here tomorrow night, Friday night, Saturday. Is that okay? Because uh, I'm available uh, next three nights. Oh, good, good. Yeah, tomorrow, I, I, tomorrow, uh, Friday, and Saturday night. Yeah. Good. Perfect. Yeah, Friday night I'm going to go to Outback in uh, in uh, right by my town. So I'm not I'm not going to a sports bar in New York. So you should be, you should be okay for Friday and Saturday too. Good, mm-hmm. perfect. Oh, uh, we yeah. got we got one more topic. We got one more topic to cover. Um, yes, let's talk about it. Mark okay. Antonio, the head coach of the Michigan State Spartan, the Michigan State Spartans football program was on uh, Fox Sports Daybreak on Fox Sports Radio the other day. And and Mike, Mike North and Andy Furman were the routine co-hosts of the show, and they asked him five stupid questions, and, Mike, and Mark D'Antonio hung up on them on live air. And, and I don't blame Mark D'Antonio. You know what? I agree with you. I mean, outside of the Connor Cook question, which was legit, the rest was stupid. I mean, first of all, if you're doing an interview with a coach or athlete, know your subject. Ask, do your research. Ask yes. uh, pertinent questions. Don't ask stupid stuff like Harbaugh or uh, Izzo. Has Jim Harbaugh gotten inside his head? That, that's, that, that was a question. That, that was, was just a, that was a really stupid question. <laughs> yeah, because Michigan State beat Michigan in the final play. So how is Jim Harbaugh in Mark's head? I, I didn't get that. And why would Mark, <laughs> oh God! And why, and why would Mark give a damn about Jim Harbaugh? Really? You think he gives, you think he spends his uh, time thinking about Harbaugh? I don't think so. The only time that Mark Antonio faced Jim Harbaugh was that was in the. Uh, 
was in the Spartans' 27-23 win in Ann Arbor last in Ann Arbor last year when uh, Blake O'Neill muffed muffed the snap up when he attempted the punt with 10 seconds left, and Jalen Watts Jackson of the Spartans, one of the I think one of the safeties or strong safeties, but Jalen Watts Jackson recovered the fumble and and with block with all sorts of blockers in front. He took it all the way to the end zone for a game-winning touchdown with no time left on the clock, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was the most shocking finish of the year in college football history. Yeah, it was beautiful, wasn't it? But I tell you what, that that, that question these guys asked Mark, it was just so dumb, just so stupid. Except for the kind of cook question, the rest was just dumb. But if I was doing an interview with Mark. I mean, what I would ask is the quarterback, who's the new quarterback, and how's Tyler O'Connor's playing, talk about the defense and talk about the development of freshmen and sophomores and how they will continue to improve. Those are the questions you have to ask. You can't ask trending questions that the coach is not interested in. Martin Tony is not a type of coach that likes to fool around. He's a guy that takes everything seriously, and he wants to value his time. And if you're going to get a guy like Mark D'Antonio – or any good coach, you want to ask a great question. You don't want to ask stupid questions like Harbaugh or being second fiddle or Tom Izzo. I mean, who, who wants to waste their time answering these questions? It was, I would never ask. If, you, if I was a interview, I would never ask that. That's just me. It, it just seemed like those two did not know about Michigan State, and Mark got upset. I mean, would I have, uh, you know... I can't blame Mark for hanging up on them. I don't. It was just, I don't want to say it was unprofessional. It wasn't, but the question was just dumb. And when you ask dumb questions, you're going to get a response like that. Especially a coach like Mark D'Antonio. Let me ask you this. You think those two would ask stupid questions to Urban Meyer? I don't think so. So in a way, it was kind of disrespectful to Mark D'Antonio, actually. They're going to piss every college football coach off, to be honest with you, with, with stupid questions like, do you, eat, do you eat pasta with Tom Izzo? That's another one. They said that was stupid. I mean, that, that's amateur interview. I mean, what in the Sam Hill does pasta have to do with, do with any sports whatsoever? Yeah. Or, or, or the relationship with Tom Izzo. I mean, everybody knows uh, that Mark and Tom are friends. And we all know that. And uh, Tom Izzo did brought Mark D'Antonio here. But, again, he doesn't being lazy. You're being lazy. <laughs> yeah, they sure are. I mean, this that, is show, a... that show, that show should be canceled. Otherwise, those two hosts, two co-hosts, should be fired. Both of them. Then, then Fox Sports Daybreak should be hosted by two new, two two no guys that that are that are not nearly as lazy as Mike North and Andy Furman, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I mean, it was just simply stupid. It was a, it was a waste of time. It was uh, it, it was a joke. Uh, I mean, I didn't listen to it, obviously, and I just read about it today on Twitter. And, you know, it, it was did you Did you listen to the audio file? No, honestly, no. I didn't want to waste my time because uh, uh, what was the point? I mean, why, 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 why enable stupidity? You know. 
I mean, it, it sure is sure is a bit fun, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not too interesting to listen to. I agree with you. And but, you got the transcript. So what's what's the point? And why would I want to give them hits? Why would I want to give them hits? Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, it was just a stupid interview, waste of time. If uh, I I mean, you think they would ask that question to Urban Meyer? I don't think so. So this was an insult to Mark, actually, and I can understand why he got upset. Want to know the worst part about all this is Mark D'Antonio was. Mark Antonio and the college football program, Michigan State, Spartans, they still can't get up, get that Mike Sandler passing away out of their heads, and and the, and and they still dedicate their season to Mike Sandler and uh, FSR Fox Sports Radio. The Daybreak Idiots decide to to take advantage of it by uh, simply by making light of it. With the stupid questions that the five stupid questions that they asked Mark D'Antonio, and and Mark D'A- Mark D'Antonio should have should have told them both to kiss his ass. Yeah, you know. Also, another thing: why didn't they ask a question about Mike Sadler, what he meant to the program, and what type of character he was? They couldn't ask that. It was just a lazy interview but, by Furman. Just simply lazy. Oh, I can't defend them. I mean, that just was, makes me was it, fucking sick. Listen, was it classic that Mark hung up on them? I don't think so. But it's human nature, and uh, any human being would have done what Mark did. I mean, I'm not. I mean, what you're not going to tell? I mean, it seemed like those two were goofing around. You know what? I think I think we should get everyone to boycott Mike North and Andy Furman, and boycott Fox Sports Daybreak, and and. And keep getting everyone else to boycott that show, especially the Spartans Nation. Until does anyone does anyone even listen to that show? I don't. I don't listen. So I never. Me neither. I mean, I didn't even know about the interview today until that, I read about it on Twitter. That those two hosts are those two co-hosts are to, full of total bullshit. But Mike Nord has always been a moron, going back from his days in Chicago. So you know, this, this isn't surprising with him. Andy Mike North, Furman, yeah, he's he's a knucklehead. Just Google him up, and you'll find out what a, what a, how many countries. How the fuck is. does he have a? How the fuck do the, do those two assholes even have a fucking career in in radio? Well, Taylor, listen, in sports radio, if you're entertaining, you'll have a job. I mean, you don't you don't have to know sports. It's more about being an entertainer in sports radio. Nobody. Well, well, Nobody here, wants the, to hire you on X and O's. It's more about entertainment. Okay? There's a reason why Mike Valenti and Terry Foster are popular in Detroit, because they're funny. Drew Lane is popular because he's funny. It's more about uh, funny yeah. than more than yep. being intellectual. It's stupid, but it is what it is, Taylor. And that's why I, podcasts I, and that's why podcasts are becoming more of a thing now than sports radio. Fans are getting yep. harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, nevertheless, nevertheless, a gentleman that it also should also be, they also not, should not have to inform everybody, you know, not just be like, you know, a bunch of uh, clowns like being rejected from a Saturday Night Live cast. You know, just yeah, take like my, yeah. take like my, my show, for instance, to my local show. I, I've told, i told listeners this, that we have, we have a mission to do here. I mean, in no particular order now, 
to entertain. I mean, I mean, anybody else can entertain, but uh, Mike North and right. Andy Berman, they're miserable failures. Right. So, like, and, and we've, I've said this on my show many times, that we have a mission to do. We are, of course, it should be entertaining, no doubt, but we also should be able to inform and enlighten our, our listeners because, you know, that's what, that's what makes the show interesting. I mean, if you're just going to tell jokes, you might, you might as well just go do stand-up comedy for a living. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, like I said, it doesn't sell the advertisements. I mean, it doesn't get the casual fans. It doesn't get – that's the that's the sad point. I agree with you. I, I'm not going to disagree. I mean, I do I, I mean, I do tell a joke on the show, but, uh, you know, or two, but it, but it is sports-related, as bad the jokes may, may get, but, uh, you know, like – but we do keep it. We do keep it in context. I mean, sometimes these guys uh, don't. I mean, even when I hear Stephen A. Smith, I'm like, oh my god, he could be he's so another, irritating. He's another Somebody, guy, but you know, he's another guy. But you know what? He's not there to entertain. He's not there to inform. He's there to entertain. He's a personality. Same with Skip Bayless. That's what the media has become now more than anything. Yeah, so, I guess I guess well, that's what draws ratings. That that yeah. I guess I guess the people are supposed to be pissed off, and uh, right. supposed to fire back every now and then. That that's just that's just part of it, I guess. That's like so back in the seventies. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, I I wish I. I wish every sports talk show host would 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 just do his his or her his or her homework and put and put put it with and put that and entertainment both together to uh, to make make their show even better than than what it is than what they are right now. Because let me tell you something. If you're going to be a sports talk show host, you need to do do some homework and research. I don't care how entertaining you are. I don't. I don't care how. I don't care how much ratings you draw. How much? I don't care how many listeners you draw in to your show. You you still have to know your homework, and because 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 otherwise the fans will fire back at you because because they're pissed off that, that that you didn't do any homework. And and that's a problem. And and that yeah. was that was the case I think with the D'Antonio interview. Um they just didn't do their homework and it was kind of insulting to be honest with you. And yeah. I, I mean I'm not gonna Kinda like the Stoney and Bill show. Kinda like the Stoney and Bill show mornings from six to ten, weekday mornings on ninety seven won the ticket. They just one point this they decided to mock Former Red Wings goaltender Dominic Hasek. <laughs> then, uh, he, he he had his number retired in Buffalo when the Red Wings came to, to Buffalo and and faced off with the Sabers. Red Wings won that one three to two. I think. Well, well, they won either way, but. Um, but. Um, I, I think I think Sony and Bill is another is another dis- disgrace of a show. 
because they don't they don't do homework either. Well, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate, and that's the one thing I always like about being on this podcast. You always ask the great questions, and that's why I always come up with great answers. To me, great questions result to great answers, and I tell you this all the time, Taylor. If you ask great questions, you're going to have a great show. If you ask stupid questions, well, it's never going to work, and interviews are going to be awkward. It just seemed like yeah. these two were clearly lazy, these questions. It was just clearly lazy. Outside of the Connor Cook question, I thought that was legit. But other than that, it was just stupid. Nobody cares about uh, D'Antoni hanging out with Izzo or um, Jim Harbaugh. You know, nobody cares about this type of stuff. At least they weren't being too offensive. That, that's another truth. That, they weren't being too offensive, but um, Mark D'Antoni, now, Mark D'Antonio wasn't too offended, but I but he clearly had had enough. And you could blame him. The, he you could, anybody that is an idiot. I mean, you can't blame him. Be, he's, he's not the type of person that wants to waste his time with the media. I mean, he he's, he likes to get his work and then go home. He's not a type of coach that wants to seek publicity in the first place. Okay? He's just doing this just to promote his program. And that's all it comes down to. And he was trying to do these guys a favor, and they just made a mockery out of it. I mean, Ryan Shulin interviewed uh, D'Antonio. How come that, that wasn't a problem? You know why? Ryan asked great questions. That's what it came down to. Because he did his homework. Yeah. And, Ryan, you know, Ryan's not going to go out there and BS people. Ryan's not going to fool around. No. Ryan treats Mark with respect, and that's the way it should be. You can't ask stupid questions like about Jim Harbour. Nobody cares. And uh, quite frankly, I don't care. If I'm going to listen to the interview with Mark, I want to talk about Michigan State. I don't want to hear about Michigan. Right. Uh, let's see here. It's three nothing Mariners now. We have uh, Adam Lynn homering off nice. of Rick Porcello in, in the bottom of the seventh inning. Excellent. I'll bet I'll bet, we'll, we'll, I'll bet all three of us will like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know I uh, do. Before, before I go, I just want to give a few quick updates. Uh, Phillies beat the Giants 5-4 to four in 12 innings. Rockies had no trouble with the Dodgers 12-2. to two. And did you mention uh, the Blue Jays being uh, the Astros? Yep. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, Dodgers. Lobber the Rockies. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I guess what? So I'll talk to you tomorrow from uh, from home. Uh, Friday, I will I will be around, but I don't know if I'm going to use the cell phone or my regular phone. But I will be on. But I'll be on Friday as well. Have a good night. Yeah, that's, that's the important thing. Uh, uh, what 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 time what time do you want to do this? Uh, Eleven o'clock again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on tomorrow too. Yeah, uh, ten ten thirty is fine. Uh, tomorrow, Friday at eleven will be will be good. Okay. Um, hey, Leslie. Hey, Leslie. Are you are you okay with ten thirty or not? Stuff. I are can't. You still I'm, not, I, I'm not going to be home at ten thirty because I'm coming from work and my commute right. is very long. So eleven. Eleven. Go to eleven. Yeah, because my gotcha. bus commute is pretty long, so. Yeah, um, yeah. Since even if it's a, it was an afternoon game, I w- I would still 
start at 11. Yeah, okay. We'll do 11 then. Yep. Yeah, we'll yep. all agree. Yep. Thanks. Mark my regular, my regular phone, Friday, either from my regular phone or the cell phone, which I'm calling you on right now. Yep, good. All right. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Yep, the important thing is you're on. You got Thanks it. Thanks very much. Thank you. Until um, tomorrow. Yeah. Leslie, uh, yeah. Leslie, do you have it? Do you have any last words before we sign off? You know what? This offense is doing what the Tigers predicted when they built this lineup. Uh, they scored like uh, uh, they scored 58 runs during their uh, eight-game winning streak, and they're, they're, this offense is producing, especially Miggy and Justin and and Castellanos, and everybody's producing right now. And it's fun to watch, and it just seems like this team is creating their moment. And when you're doing that, you're you're living in the right place. You're in the right place when you're uh, making these type of moments like what J.D. did. And I recommend any sports fan to watch tonight's highlight on MLB Network's picture of sports and see what J.D. did because it was beautiful. And this is why we love sports, moments like that. And, you know, winning is fun. And, it's, you know, uh, it's good to see a team play meaningful games this month and then hopefully next month. And it, last year was such a miserable time, but it's been fun. And there's so much to like. And Michael Fulmer just keeps being a star. He's just he's just had an impressive season to the point where he, he might get an A by me because he's just been so good. And, you know, I hope the Tigers pitch him in September because they need him. And I'm not crazy about these innings limit. I, I, I just think it's stupid. You just got to pitch because uh, uh, I don't know what innings limit is going to do for Fulmer. You can't compromise the veterans. You have a chance to win it all. You have a chance to be in the playoffs. You got to let Fulmer pitch. Uh, you can't worry about his innings limit. So that was something I was thinking about tonight. And but we'll have to see how it goes. But right now, it's just fun, man. Winning is fun, and um, it's hard. Not to like what the Tigers are doing. The Red Sox are threatening with runners on first and second and one out in the top of the eighth inning. Um, taking a look, taking one last look here. Brock Holt at best, 0 1 count. And, and now uh, Iwakuma gets the hook. I got the hook before that, before that that single by Mookie Betts. Andrew Benintendi, Benintendi uh, uh, was the first base runner. He got on with a single with one out. Now here's Xander Bogarts after Brock Holt popped out. Now there's two out, and Brock Holt, uh, or Xander Bogarts is going to take one deep to left, but now, but um, but it's it, it's going to be a fly out. That that's a third out. It, the left fielder thought it was the second out, but but it was the third out. Thankfully, so the Mariners continue to lead three nothing going into the bottom of the eighth inning. Xander Bogarts almost tied the game with, with one swing. Right, right there. That was a close call, Leslie. Yeah. 
So, you know, tomorrow, I can't wait for tomorrow. You know, the one thing about the Tigers thing, you look forward to each and every game now, and that's a good thing. Yep. So with that, that wraps up episode 90. Thank you. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Okay, Taylor? At 11, yep. Yep. You have a good night, Taylor. Yep. For episode 91 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on TalkShoe, for Leslie Montero and and Louis Tenora, I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Follow Leslie Montero on Twitter at DisgustedNYER and at Lover of Detroit. Until then, until tomorrow at 11, TTFN, ta-ta for now. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.